0: Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. Ladies and gents, we have a twofer on the show today the forward female is a coaching and creative agency helping women around the world start and grow businesses through through navigating their business goals a digital accountability community business development coaching programs and a full service creative agency whether in the beginning stages of a new business or leveling up an existing one the forward female has all of the tools entrepreneurs need to eliminate overwhelm and get into action i love that priscilla presley and lauren cheek my dear friends are the co-founders Priscilla is the head business development coach who makes sure each and every client is experiencing real results. So important. She has coached and guided over 100 female entrepreneurs from idea conception to launch and has curated what is known as the Forward Female Framework, a four-step success program that is personalized based on each client's goals and needs. What's more, she's passionate about equality in the workforce and helping everyone anywhere to have the chance to love what they do. Lauren spearheads helping the women inside and outside of our community to create strong brands from the ground up. And I say our community because I am in fact part of the forward female community. After living and working in Los Angeles for over 10 years, Lauren has had the opportunity to create work and learn along some of the most sought after brands in the world, but is now focused on seeing emerging entrepreneurs bring their visions to life. She loves meeting other visionaries and collaborating on new ideas. And I know that firsthand. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my dear friends, Lauren and Priscilla. Yay! Yay! Yes, Thank yes, you so yes, much for yes, being here. Welcome. This is oh amazing. My, oh my gosh, you're amazing. This is so great. Um, how are you guys today? You're reporting live from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yes, live from downtown LA Arts
1: District, all mm-hmm. office down here.
0: Yep. So in the office today, we're
2: so excited. This is really kicking off our morning. And so thanks for having us. And we're so, ex-
0: we're always excited to chat with you, but especially today. Same. Honestly, same. You guys are just such bright lights, like such bright light bulbs. And I feel like every time we chat, whether it's personal or business, I just leave feeling so full of love and ideas and all the things. I'm like, great, let's go conquer the world. I just, the fact that you guys are, creating your own community of women and loving on them the way that I know that you treat people in your personal life is just like unbelievable. I'm so excited for you guys. And we're going to dive into all things Priscilla and Lauren and forward female before, during, after all the things. So one of the questions that we start with on the show to kind of see one's journey from where they started to where they are now is what was little Lauren like, and what was little Priscilla like? (laughs)
1: um well little Lauren was pretty similar to how I am now actually I was always kind of ambitious always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur I mean even my mom tells me like when I was a kid I was telling people I was gonna own businesses and like be traveling around the world and um kind of always had that vision set for myself um I think as I've grown up I've Really gotten a lot more in touch with like my higher self and my higher voice of being able to really uh, kind of get in touch with just my more spiritual side as I've grown up um, and have more awareness just now making decisions. So I'd say that's changed a lot. But yeah, as far as the ambition and the the direction, it's always kind of been the same. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. Yeah. I, I, uh, and <laughs> I love that. I think that, you know, you and I are pretty similar I you know I grew up that same way little Priscilla was um super ambitious super outgoing um friends with everyone um and always kind of um when I got my mind on something I was going to do it no matter what and I feel like I've carried that all the way through to who I am today and uh yeah I'm I would say pretty similar to how I was growing up and anybody that grew up with me could probably tell you that too.
0: I don't doubt that, um, Lauren, that you were ambitious and wanted to do your own thing, and Priscilla, that you were friends with everyone. I mean, this to me is like one of my girlfriends, Ripley Rader, who was on the show um, several months back. She said, "I believe we come out fully cooked," and for me, I'm like, "That's so genius, and it's so true." And I find that on our journeys, sometimes we divert from that and get distracted, but we always come back to like who we are as kids. And knowing that of you guys, because you and I, the three of us met as um as professionals i mean lauren our friendship goes back almost a decade i want to say yes. when you it's first very, moved to los
1: angeles yeah it's my very first job right out of college it was literally my first day in the office and you we were doing a collaboration um, with the woman i was working with and who's actually now our third partner nj falk who it's really come full circle um, because that's how we met was through nj and i w- it was my first day working with nj Um, and you had started the collaboration with her. So I got to meet you so early on, and we have like gone through such a beautiful like evolution of our friendship and relationship, and it's been amazing to see you grow, and yeah, that's what it's all about, is having like friends that support you through the journey and the hustle, and get it when like those times get hard, and when you kind of go into that hermit mode of really focusing, I feel like we've been able to really kind of um, always keep that respect for each other going through those times throughout the years.
0: Totally. And I will just kind of implore anyone who's listening to take inventory of those folks who, who really champion and support you even from afar during all your seasons of life, because that has certainly been, I mean, Lauren and I, I mean, different jobs, different hair colors, different like, dating <laughs> situations. Like we have really been there from afar. I mean, and honestly, we've always respected each other's hustle. So, mm-hmm. but that being said, sometimes there were like months that went by without us actually seeing each other in person. Um, And obviously with the pandemic, like a year and some change, but we never stopped supporting each other. And thank goodness for social media, because we're able to, you know, throw a like or a comment or a DM here and there, but
2: really to... And voice (laughs)
0: notes. Oh my gosh. My love language is voice memos for sure. Um, But just take inventory of the folks that stay in your life through all those different seasons and support you. And that support doesn't necessarily need to be contacting someone every single day. It can be from afar, just like a little touch base here and there. But Lauren and I have really been with each other side by side, essentially for decades, which is crazy. I mean, so many different so many different walks of life. And then Priscilla, you and I also met, um, in our professional lives. Yeah. But through Lauren, I
2: think that's like really, you know, the special thing about, um, uh, women that can come together and share and, and all grow together because, you know, Ford female started off of, you know, Lauren and I meeting through a mutual friend. And then our networks have just expanded in that same way to where, you know, the people that were in my world um, prior to Lauren and I meeting in the same pro we brought all of them together in this really beautiful way through Ford Female to say, look, we're all better together. And we all have so many different relationships and, and communities and networks that can really help us all achieve the things that we all want to achieve because nobody's meant to do anything alone and so the more that we can connect and and all be on the same vibration of wanting to create the lives that we want it's a really just beautiful thing that can happen so meeting you through low and then the beautiful friendship that we've all been able to you know create together has been really really special and um yeah it's definitely something that I don't take for granted and so happy to know you now through that
0: same so I'm I'm curious, Priscilla, what was your first experience with entrepreneurship?
2: Well, I would say my first experience like with entrepreneurship was through my dad who had, was a serial entrepreneur like um, all throughout his life, owned several really successful businesses, um, all the way to um, growing up a dental company and then a candle company where he sold um, candles out of the back of a pickup truck and just drove business to business. And he was known as the candle man. And as silly as it sounds, it was so impactful for me because I saw how he truly was a solopreneur and he was living the life that he wanted and making good money and um, hustling every single day. And even though I hated so much to have to wake up during the summers and go on the truck and hustle the candles out, there was times when I would sell more candles than he would because everybody loved the little girl in the back of the pickup truck that was selling these candles. And I saw that life was really, um, was really fun. And my dad was always happy and he loved what he did and that really made an impression on me. So that was my first kind of, um, experience with entrepreneurship, I would say. And my dad is like my biggest mentor still to this day my confidant, but, um, whenever I was growing up, my I really wanted to be in TV and in entertainment. And that's really what I wanted. I thought I wanted to be a news anchor or an actress or something like that. So um I I kind of deviated from owning my own business and doing my own thing. But i got entertainment i quickly realized that's actually what i wanted so I, i went back to entrepreneurship as quickly as i could
0: that's awesome and lo you said from a very young age you wanted to be an entrepreneur and you wanted to run your own ship when did you start taking the reins
1: yeah absolutely well um i knew that kind of the that was the destination right and so for me the journey was first like getting the experience so when i got out of college um, I was really lucky to get the job with NJ and she was a serial entrepreneur and she had a lot of different businesses going. Um, and so it was really just fortunate to be able to get the experience from an entrepreneur who was already seasoned, who had already created multiple successful brands and businesses, um, and really just got to learn from her for a while.
0: And just um, to clarify, what did you do for NJ? Because I know that that job, I think, morphed over the years, but you really got to did. see an inside View of what it's like to build a, a multifaceted brand. Can you go through what you actually did for her?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I started working for her fashion blog called The Blonde and the Brunette, uh, which she had, but she still has to this day, but she had for like over a decade. Um, and she was a style ambassador for Louis Vuitton and she was going to all these fashion shows. And so she got kind of an inside scoop to all these amazing shows and uh, premieres and galleries she was going to. So I was the editor. Um, the assistant editor to help her kind of go through all that and doing all the graphic design. Um, so started on the blog, then she was also have, starting her shoe line, which her two sons started called APL, um, which is now a very successful athletic shoe line. Um, and so started kind of in the beginning stages when that company first started just helping them with kind of anything and everything doing, um, you know, some sourcing, some product development stuff, doing even styling for some of the shoes. Um, And so really helping from the ground up and really learning that true startups, you have to wear multiple hats and that for any successful startup to get going, everybody on the team has to be like a team player and be able to put in the work um, to be able to get that result. So seeing that was huge. And then also she had a branding firm called the UXB, the unexplored brand. Um, And so as the years went on, I started working for that as well. And I came on as her project manager and was managing Um, all of her clients and we really went into the depths of branding and helping businesses kind of redevelop their brand from the ground up. And I really fell in love with that process. Um, I was already, you know, doing all the graphics for the blog and tying that in with kind of the the creativity of creating a brand really sparked an interest for me. Um, And so I uh, really fell in love with that in um, combination with photography, which I was doing just kind of on the side. Um, with all my friends and just as like a hobby. Um, And I realized that as social media was getting started, this was like a decade, a couple decades ago,
2: like a Mm -hmm. while ago. So
1: (laughs) as social media was getting started before it was what it is today, um, people were needing photos and really uh, like trying to figure out what this was. And um, needing help. And so I quickly realized that there was an opportunity to be able to kind of merge everything I was doing, the graphic design with the photography, with the branding, and really helping apply everything that I learned in school, which I went to a fashion school called Fittum, um and all of that knowledge into kind of this new conglomerate of my company called the Minimalist Movement, which I started about seven years ago. Um, And it really started as a creative agency that helped um, develop brands. And so we did content creation, branding, and websites. Um, And yeah, it's really evolved from there. Um, I still have it to this day, we really focus on content creation now, but went through those evolutions of helping um, start in social media, went into websites, um, and I've always done content for brands, but really kind of taking it through through the evolution um, throughout the years.
0: That's wild. I'm even just thinking about, like, we collaborated initially. with have so many times now. It's well, I'm <laughs> just, I'm like, oh my gosh. the I mean, for me, it's just like anything that you do, I'm like, yes, I support and I want to work with you. But I've now realized that I've collaborated with you in every single one of those chapters. Literally. That's so crazy. Yeah, I love that. Literally. So you know it's I, all- I know it's wild. So I also want people to know, like, Lauren took a very practical approach, which is let me get experience first, let me test the waters, let me gain my skills, essentially on someone else's dollar, which is very strategic, um, and then use those skills to create my own child, my own business child, and then birth that into the world. I did the opposite. I was I was uh, trained in a, um, in a freelance uh, capacity with event production. And then as my glorified hobby of making jewelry on the side really started to take um, traction, I catapulted that into launching a brand. So now that I have a brand and I'm running it, I'm also kind of working backwards as well. And, you know, I have my own mentors and consultants and people that I work with to kind of help me um, learn the corporate side of things while I, you know, continue to grow the brand. So I also want to let people know that there is no, there's no rule book. There's Mm -hmm. no playbook for how to do this. You can do, you can create your brand either way and it can still work. At some point, you're still going to be learning. Even if you have the information uh, or you have experience, you're always going to be learning and growing and doing. So either way you want to approach your business, both can be very successful.
1: Absolutely. There's no right or wrong way to Mm -hmm. do it. Um, But one of the big things that I'll know is building those relationships along the way, whether you're starting as a freelancer and um, like kicking off on your own, or you're starting with a company and going that route, make sure you're building those relationships. Because I mean, Marin, like our relationship is such a prime example of we stayed friends throughout all those years. And, you know, we met through a work setting. And so um, I think that's just a great example of like building those relationships and how they come back into play in the future. And really, it's those friendships where you get to collaborate with your friends. And so it makes it fun and exciting. And it plays more into, you know, just really building up doing what you love. And so I would just note that on whichever direction you decide to take to make sure that you're you're really working on building that network and those relationships too along the way.
0: Absolutely. So, Priscilla, I'm curious from candles to forward female, can you fill in the gaps and tell us what your occupational journey was during the interim years? Yeah, absolutely. So,
2: yeah, definitely a lot happened in between um, those things. Um, like I mentioned, that, you know, I always wanted to be in media and in. An- Entertainment, my really big dream. I'm from Texas originally. Um, and but my I didn't
0: know that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Texas girl. Um, and I grew up uh, born and raised and but my big dream was to move to Los Angeles and work in entertainment. And I, like I said, from a young age, when I kind of set my mind to something, um, I was going to do it no matter what. And so from, um, from even high school working and growing like the school districts like tv station to then i got like a full ride to college for broadcast media and i was studying i was going to do news but quickly realized that entertainment was really more of my forte so i i built out the entertainment program at my university where i went university of North texas and won several Emmys there. And I was like, set. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love what I'm doing. But it was still in like a educational like setting. And I hadn't done it um, professionally at that point. I got the opportunity to work for the Ryan Seacrest Foundation um, doing media there. And then at the time I was also working for Red Bull um, in their marketing. And so I was learning a lot of different things from really powerful companies and getting a lot of hands on experience, like even in college to where whenever I graduated, I got an internship, um, my like dream internship um, in Los Angeles. So right after I graduated college, I got to come out to Los Angeles to intern with Warner Brothers and work for an entertainment show, which was like truly like if I could have like said what my dream was, like that was the dream. And it was wild that I was able to just like transition directly into that, to my internship turned into a job um, right after um, to where I was assisting the executive producers for the show Extra. And I was learning a lot um, through that process, getting thrown into Los Angeles, getting thrown into entertainment and really learning and failing fairly quickly, um, was a massive eye-opening experience for me of figuring out who I was at that time, what I really wanted, what was working, what wasn't, um, to where I started to explore other things too, because I was finding if something wasn't right, it, it wasn't what I thought I had made it up to be in my head of what this big dream I had was, which is what I think a lot of people that start businesses and a lot of people um, out there and maybe listening to this today, you're sitting in that job that just doesn't feel right. And it doesn't feel like that's the thing. Um, Even if that was your dream for literally your entire life, um, that's okay to start exploring some other options. So at that time, even when I was working full-time at Warner Brothers, I stumbled upon meeting the marketing manager for Bumble, which is like the dating app for anybody that doesn't know, but they were launching something called Bumble Biz and Bumble BFF at the time. And they're based in Texas. And I, we just hit it off. And two days later, they hired me to do marketing for them in Los Angeles while I was still working at Warner Brothers. Um, and I took it because I was trying to figure out what that other thing For me was going to be and I wanted to just have more fun I wanted to meet more people because I knew that was going to be, you know, a big part of um, what it was going to take to make it anywhere but especially in Los Angeles. And um so I was really lucky to start working with Bumble and I was basically throwing parties throughout the entire city. Um and they were fun. <laughs> they were so <laughs> fun. Um and I was making connections like every single weekend I had to throw like an event like every weekend, um, which was wild. But one of my very first events that I threw, um and and Keep in mind at this time, I was still trying to explore what that was. I was in a contract with Warner Brothers and I was getting promoted there. I was getting, I was their youngest like field producer, but I was also doing this thing with Bumble on the side. And my very first event that I threw was a brunch. And anybody that I knew at that point um, got invited basically. And one of our mutual friends, brought lauren as her plus one and so through that lauren and i met and i was like hey i'm throwing all of these events like you do photography it would be great if you you could maybe shoot all of these events i'd love to hire you i don't know anybody else um and she was like sure and so we just hit it off and we basically became instant friends we were in the same vibration the same wavelength. and what was really interesting is that i was looking at lauren being like, I love what it is that you're able to do. You're, you know, you have your own business, you're, you know, doing all these things. And I'm so happy that we're able to connect and, you know, maybe I wanna, you know, maybe can you help me do my website and and, and create something from all of these different things that I'm doing. And so we started doing that. And through the conversation, we found that we had a lot of um, just similar values, missions um and that the way that she was able to get to where she was um although her path was different was through network and through just the people that she had around her. Um, And I found that and hard work and that for me it was very similar too. We were both young in our 20s in our early 20s and um, finding that wow like we have been able to do a lot and how lucky are we to be in the positions that we are today and it was all from these things that were pretty consistent in both of our stories and so um i was like well maybe we can put it all on this website and, and like all of your connections and all of my connections can like be on this on, on my personal website she was like Priscilla, that's not really how it works. Um, no, it started <laughs> by her being like, I want to offer. Um, oh yeah, this website and photography and also like copywriting.
1: I think I want to do a podcast and um, this, this, this. I was like, okay. Um, so, do you do those things? And she's like, well, no, but I know the women who do. And that was kind of like the seed that started it all. Was that kind of spark of being like, wow, okay, well. That doesn't belong on your website. but That's like a powerful idea that if how much more power would we all have if we were able to connect with one another and really be able to promote one another in a way that's like, Hey, you're looking for a website. My girlfriend does a website. Like I'm going to connect to you. Um, In a really organic, authentic way. And so that was kind of the start of Forward Female. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: It really happened, I think, really, really naturally and organically for us. Because through that, I was still learning, like I said, I was trying to figure out what what I really wanted and what I wanted my life to look like. Um, what I was looking at is all of these people and all these massive companies and really successful companies and looking at saying, I don't want that life. Um, and, uh, what is it that I want? So through those conversations, what I was really figuring out was like, what I was really, really good at. I was really good at strategizing. I was really good at thinking through things. Um, but like, right, little Priscilla, um, she was also, I, was able to get people in my network and create relationships um fairly it came naturally to me and so just like our our relationship between Lauren and I of saying let's just like and I know all of these people that do you know so many people in your network and like this is so cool we could like bring them together we were like literally sitting at my I think it was my dinner table yeah. or like it was at your house or something and we were just thinking of names for what this could be. And it was at that time, just, she was just helping me create it. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot do this alone. I'm like, do you want to become business partners? She's like, sure. I'm like, that's literally the conversation. I'm
0: telling you all of these, like your impression of Lauren too. It's so accurate. Cause you can be like, <laughs> hey, I want you to take the photos for all of my events. And Lauren's like, great. And you're like, yeah. I want you to start another, I want you to start another business with me. She's like, amazing. Like she's down awesome. for everything. Yeah. I love it. it.
2: Let's go. Exactly. And that works so well for like us and our relationship. And just goes to like for us, like realizing that both of us didn't want to do it on our own because Mm -hmm. it's a really big thing to do. And that just my network wasn't going to accomplish the goal. Just Lauren's network wasn't going to accomplish the goal. And both of our networks, just that, wasn't going to accomplish it. It had to be this this um, this community effort, it had to be something bigger. And that's really where we've seen it from day one is being something bigger and being something that all women everywhere can really use um, to get them to where they wanna be, whatever that may be, whether that's their next career move or whether that is, you know, starting a business from scratch or taking that hobby and turning it into, you know, something bigger. Um, there's so many different things, but if anything that walk away from this today, you don't have to,
0: you shouldn't, you can't do it alone. You have to get a really good community of people around you. Yeah. So there's, there's so much information here in my mind is just exploding with questions, but I want to get a little bit granular so that we can help our audience members really understand. Like, it sounds amazing. Like, Oh, Lauren meets Priscilla. And then they're <laughs> like, let's start a company. And then amazing. And then they have this like a community of thousands of women. Like there's definitely steps in between there that I would love for you guys to break down because I think that when people listen to this show, they really want the information that's not on our respective Instagram highlight reels, right? Like they want to know like, yeah, everything is beautiful. And obviously all of us are creatives and we would never put anything out into, out to public that isn't like aesthetically beautiful, but there is a lot of behind the scenes and decisions and, you know, maybe, maybe struggles that, that we face in building our businesses. So Priscilla, you were, with Warner Brothers and working with Bumble. So that was like your full time and your side hustle. Lauren, you had your full time with NJ and you also had minimalist movement. So you guys both had essentially two full-time jobs and then came together for Forward Female. At what point did you guys say, okay, something has to give with what you were doing existing so that you could focus on Forward Female?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a journey um, and definitely if you walk away with anything, it definitely hasn't been an easy one. We've had so many pivots. We've had so many challenges and, and big decisions that we've had to make like um, along this journey and major risks. I mean, major risk. Um, nothing is <laughs> guaranteed, um, here and through, you know, the conversations, I, because it happened so naturally and fun and like, oh, this could be a good idea of like, do you want to become business partners and not really knowing what was in store ahead of us of what that really, really meant, but learning really, really quickly. We move pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we like make a decision, like it's made and so, from day one, um, for me, you know, I always knew that I was working towards that like next thing. So it wasn't like I was married to, you know, staying at the places that I was at, I was in contracts. Um, and so that made it a little bit difficult, but also it was for me personally, like at the very beginning of the journey of saying, okay, this is a good idea. We started like Having big conversations, investment, like you know, building the website, built, you know, what could this be, and thinking really, really big, and like, I mean, from the to back up for a second, from the day Lauren and I had the conversation of, hey, do you want to become business partners? We haven't stopped since. It's like no. every day since no, it's then. Like what, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm, like yeah. two and a half, something like that. Yeah, almost three now. hmm Almost three years ago. I mean, it's every day um, has been, you know, some decision making point throughout the first like conception of what we were doing, I was still working, you know, at my jobs, Lauren was still working at her jobs. We were having these conversations in between. You know, I was having like a tab open at my computer when I was working at Warner Brothers at my desk and then anybody would come by and I'd just minimize it um, to where, you know, it was truly a hustle. I was getting little to no sleep, um, but I was obsessed with it. And I think that's something really important to note that I see a lot of entrepreneurs who just want to be like, own a business just because, and it could be cool if it works out. It could be cool if it doesn't. What I see the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are obsessed with their idea and are obsessed with their vision and what mm-hmm. they're trying to create. And we are still obsessed. And so through that, I think we had several conversations of saying, "What is this going? You know, how much money would we need to be making in order to, you know, thoughtfully leave? You know, these positions. What would that mean? What would that risk be entail? How much savings do we have? I think I had like maybe three thousand dollars in savings when I left my job at Warner Brothers. Um, and and was putting everything in. We weren't paying ourselves for like six months. Yeah. Um. almost the first year, almost the first year we weren't paying ourselves and we were just like working really, really hard to like make it happen, you know, in the first, in the very first couple months of like from our idea to like, just starting to like talk about it and get it out there. Then we started like an Instagram account just like, so we could have everything that's whenever, you know, NJ, you know, we started a conversation with her, Um, to, you know, explore what this could be, because like we said, we knew that we still couldn't do this on our own. And so NJ came into the picture and we started having conversations with her. Um, And she joined us as a third partner at the very, very, very beginning stages of what poor female is, um, was and is today. And it's just evolved. So, you know, I think it was almost a year in to where I left my job at Warner brothers and went full time into Ford female because we had gotten a lease to a space in downtown Los Angeles. Um, I mean, the story is like we could literally sit here for like a day and talk about all of the little things, but (laughs) it's been so much and it has not been easy. Um, but we're obsessed with it and we love it and we love the challenge. And we love the growth that we've seen and the impact that we've made. And I think that's what keeps us going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like he said, it, it, the key was really being able to act quick and make quick decisions. Um, and then also just as quick, be able to pivot and change and be flexible um, mm-hmm. and not being married to one idea, not being so stuck that we couldn't grow with it. Um, because when we first created the Foreign Female, we had this vision that it was this college girl that we were helping, like fresh out of college, like getting into the workforce, not knowing what she was doing. And we'd really be guiding her and helping her into her first kind of career shift. Um, but as we've launched and as we've really, um, you know, gone forward with it, we've really realized that she's grown up. It's not exactly what we thought when we first started. You know, our girl is different than what we first imagined. Um, And we love that because we've really realized and leaned into also that we are that girl also, right? Mm -hmm. And that we definitely identify ourselves as our own target audience. And so for us, it's really easy to relate to them and to um, even down to the marketing of like, well, what would we want to, how would we want it to be marketed to us? Like what would feel natural and authentic and organic for us? Mm -hmm. And being able to kind of relate that in a way where it always feels authentic Um, No matter what direction we're going in, that the mission is always the same of empowering women to move forward. Um, Our mission that we had painted on our wall, Mary, you know, because you've been down to the old member center was keep moving forward. And that's always been our motto of keep moving forward and empowering women to empower other women, right? Reaching that hand down and pulling somebody else up. Um, and creating community around that. So yeah, definitely a lot of shifting and changing, but it's also been a lot of divine timing too. Um, my transition was a little bit different because naturally I was working full-time with NJ and she was shift, going through her own shifts um, and kind of winding down her branding firm, wasn't taking on projects and um, was starting to wind down the blog. And she was actually starting her own new business, which was a new VC fund. And so, at the time that we were starting this totally separate, um, she was actually looking, unbeknownst to us, looking for uh, <laughs> a company all around empowering women. Go figure! So um, it was just really divine timing of it all coming together at the right time, and the you know the preparation, meeting the hard work, and all coming together to like achieve the goal. Um, and when she found out what we were doing and kind of why we were doing it, she really wanted to get involved and get on board and that was when we were really able to take it from okay this is like an idea this is like a cool concept we have to like okay wow this is a real business we have like now investor involved and in like this is really moving forward and um yeah it was just a lot of I would say just things coming together at the right time with the right people mm-hmm. um, and playing that back to all of the connections and relationships that both me and Priscilla have both built up over the years.
0: So, Lo, one thing that I've respected so much about you over the years is that you have been able to maintain your relationships, but have difficult conversations with people that you're working for, working with, and allowed your role to shift. Mm -hmm. So that you are able to move towards your own dreams, but still add value to the folks that you have worked with for a long time. I would love to go through what those conversations might have looked like, so that you can really help guide our listeners. Because it is an art form, and I have not met anyone that does it better than you. So, can you speak to? That? Of course. Yes. Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for saying that. Um, I really value my relationships. You know, to me, they're everything. And so even in difficult situations, um, I always try to go into it with kindness and with respect, even if I'm so pissed and like, so upset, which usually I don't like, I'm pretty even keeled, but even if I'm really (laughs) upset, um, I really try to come into it without the emotion. Um, and I think that's a big thing that I've learned that really has helped me is just the tool of rational thought and being able to separate from that emotion and just rationally function through a situation to where I'm just putting one foot in front of the other and I'm not overthinking it too much to where I start to get overwhelmed or anxious or go into all of those like fear emotions. Um, But I'm coming from more of an even keel centered place to where I can really, yeah, take out that emotion. I think that's really the best way I can describe it that I try to walk through it is, also, another tip I would add on to that is I don't take it personally. Like if somebody does something, like let's say somebody doesn't call me back. Like I've texted them multiple times. I've followed up with them. I've called them. I've emailed them. But they just aren't getting back to me. I'm not going to take it personal. Because maybe they're just going through their own thing. And that's on them. And that's their own life and their own journey. But it maybe has nothing to do with me. Maybe it does. But I just choose to not take anything personally when it comes to that. Because then it doesn't upset me. It doesn't bother me you know, it doesn't get under my skin if somebody doesn't respond to me because I don't take it personally. <laughs> and so I would say that that's kind of two little tips that I would say going into any difficult situation is don't take it personally. Most likely it has nothing to do with you. Like if they're not responding to you or, if you know, they're coming from a, a bad place, maybe they just had a bad day. You know, I had somebody like a situation not too long ago, somebody, uh, read an email that I sent wrong. I had told them I wasn't available. And um, they sent me this huge paragraph text um, going off saying like, you missed the call, da, da, da. And I was like, I responded, letting you know I wasn't available. And I find out like the next day they apologize. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I just had a really bad day. But like at the time it was hard for me to like hear all that. Cause I was like, wait, like, did I do something wrong? Like, am I in trouble? Like, you know, you start to feel like you're, like you're in the wrong, but really, if you just don't take things personally and you separate the emotion from it, it's usually,
0: it's not, it doesn't really have anything to
1: do with you and you can just function through it. And it's not
0: that big of a deal at the end of the day. The, <laughs> art, the art of the follow-up is truly like, if you can master the art of following up, it is a force. You can be a force to be reckoned with. And I think that one thing that you just said, Lo, that really helped me helped kind of, um, give me peace and how I follow up is that just to not take things personally. I mean, I have no shame. Okay. Let's break this down. The art of follow-up in dating is not the same as (laughs) follow-up. Don't be a text somebody a hundred (laughs) times. I am. I mean, this is not, this is not dating advice folks. So (laughs) in business, in business, I have zero shame when it comes to quadruple emailing, texting, DMing, calling, leaving messages, all the, all the things. We also live in an industry or we live in, in a world now where people have different methods that they prefer to communicate with, right? So for example, in my like 200 plus roster of stores that carry the, the line, some folks uh, prefer phone, some folks prefer DM, some folks prefer email. And just so that I am making sure that I'm doing my due diligence to reach out to everyone um, thoroughly, when I reach out to someone, it is always call first, leave message, text, email, email dm like i do all of them at once if i'm not able to get a hold of someone i always make sure to also send follow-up emails just so that everything is in black and white but like lo said i have no problem if someone didn't like reach out to me yesterday or answer from yesterday i'll call him again and i'll call him tomorrow and the day after and the day after and oftentimes it's like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i've been slammed okay. or like there was this emergency i was at you know in the hospital blah 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 like you just never
1: know yeah Usually yes. it has nothing to do with you. And it's so easy to like, kind of go into your own emotions and be like, Oh, well, they just don't want to work with me. I'm not good enough. Ugh. And then you go in this whole pity party and spiral. And it's like, no, just separate from the emotion, function through it and like, get out of your own head, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: There was a quote that I saw yesterday from Sophia Amoroso that said, if you don't feel like you're annoying people, you aren't being resourceful enough. And this isn't to say be annoying when you reach out to someone, but it is to say that contacting someone multiple times just to say, Hey, I have this service or I have this product and I think it would be really great for you. Or, Hey, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. You know, it's, it is a good thing to be very communicative with your network and with you know, follow-ups.
1: Totally. And I think you bring up a good point too, Marin, of like saying there's different platforms for each person, right? It's like, maybe that person's just not responding to email, but if you were to text them right away, you'd get a response back quickly. So it's, it's not getting offended if somebody doesn't get back to you and just being resourceful enough to take the other route if like you hit a roadblock. So yeah.
0: Keep totally. Totally. So Priscilla, I want to ask you you guys have done such a wonderful job at pivoting forward female throughout the years and especially during the pandemic. And I find that healthy businesses are often the ones that allow their businesses to be malleable and change with the times as opposed to ones that are that just say, this is what we, what we want our vision to be. And we're, you know, digging our heels in, and this is what it's going to be. You guys have been so creative with how you've approached your audience and, you know, your streams of revenue. Can you go from the beginning stages to what it is now? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much.
2: Um, because, uh, you know, glad somebody's looking, um, (laughs) but the, you know, it has changed and pivoted. I mean, so many, and, and we'll probably continue to do it because, um, you know, everything one, um, what I have, Um, quickly learned throughout the seasons of owning a business is everything comes down to the numbers at the end of the day. And so um, you have to be looking at the numbers and and shifting to where what those are saying. So whenever we first started for female, you know, the initial concept Mm -hmm. was that it would be, you know, the very initial concept was that it was going to be a digital community. Um, of women from around the world um, and connecting with these different experts in different fields. It was gonna be a membership-based digital community. And that was really what we saw, um, building out like our own tech on the back end and realizing the challenges within that. But um, through that, we noticed that there was so, um, there was so much competition in that space, although, the um, the wins and the margins could be huge with uh, with starting a business like that. And um, we needed something that was like a little bit different than the other things that were out there. And that's when we started to think of physical locations of bringing people physically together, and um, explored the idea of having a location. And this was all before we launched. This is all I mean pivots going on before the business was even like. You know, launched at this point. So and this is like at this point a year before pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So in-person events were still very much a thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It was really how you networked. It was really how you met people. Um, we noticed that there was a need for entrepreneurs to have, you know, beautiful spaces with women who cared and were authentic, um, to come and to work. And so we started looking at physical locations, landed on something in downtown, um, LA art district, um, that we fell in love with. And I mean, built, if you'd really from the ground up, painting the walls, um, you know, assembling Ikea furniture, you know, all of all of the things. Um, And, and whenever we launched Ford Female, we launched with that concept where we had a digital aspect, but it really wasn't used in a way like we thought it was going to be used. And everybody was starting to associate Ford Female with being this like co-work space, which really wasn't what we wanted, but we were we were throwing events in there like every single week to like bring people together. Um, and that was in September of 2019 when we launched the member center, we launched for female, we launched everything um, at the beginning of September of 2019 which
1: I just want to note on that too. We originally thought we were going to launch in
2: January,
1: 2019. Oh yes. And so if you have a deadline and you aren't ready, it's okay to push back. It's better to be prepared and ready and launch something that's ready and you're proud of than launch something that's terrible. And then it flops. Mm -hmm. So we learned that too, of like, first of all, it's going to take more time than you probably expect. And second of all, like make sure you give yourself enough realistic time to be prepared.
2: Yeah, and we could have probably given ourselves more time, but at that point we were in a lease um, and we were losing money every single month fairly quickly. And so we wanted to launch um, to get it out there to start failing really is what I like to say. We wanted to learn quickly of what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. because really, we didn't know. Um, and we had to listen to everybody and see what was actually going to be the thing that stuck. Um, so that um, ended, up, like, ended up going pretty well. We were getting memberships. We were hosting events like almost every single week we were bringing women together. It was like, I mean, I remember a time we were like doing a photo shoot in space and Lauren was of course, you know, doing all the photos of everything. And I was just in the background and I was like crying because I was so happy that it was all coming together. And it was really just beautiful to see our visions come to life. Um, and then fast forward to March of 2020 and what our business had become of bringing women together, um, in person in real life was all of a sudden not a business model anymore and halted almost overnight. Um, uh, Lauren and I were like on a trip. Oh, like, I still remember that call. <laughs> it north. was a pivotal point, like yeah. an actual point where we yeah. had to make the decision
1: because we were on a conference call with our third partner and we were like, okay, things are starting to close. Like at this point, it might be a safe, a safety thing, like a liability if we don't close. Mm-hmm. And we already had events scheduled and it was, it was a real decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, I mean, tossing back and forth and ended up sending out the email that we were going to be closed for two weeks and yeah. ended up being, Praying it was going to be two weeks. We we're yeah. like,
1: okay, hopefully I'll, everything will reopen in like a week or two. Mm-hmm. We, we all know have. how that went. Yeah, <laughs> You
2: know, it was, it, was, it was such a massive, pivotal learning lesson yeah. for us and blessing at the end of the day because what was happening with our physical location, it was going well. The numbers were steadily increasing and um, we were bringing people together, but it was just here in our little world of Los Angeles. And we were really, and to grow it to what we had initially thought we wanted it to be, which was this local company, really, um, with, it was getting further and further away from that. And so whenever, you know, the pandemic happened and we had to close down the space, well, what we thought was going to be two weeks, but ended up being forever, um, was, um, was a really big blessing for us because... Oh, almost! I remember it was over a weekend trying to figure out how we could take all of the members, not lose our revenue instantly overnight, but take all of those monthly memberships of women that were that had memberships like in our physical location, and telling them, "Hey, don't stop your membership we, because because <laughs> we're still we're going to provide you something else." And so it was over like one weekend figuring out the platforms and what we could do to bring all of our members together digitally because that's what everybody was doing. And so we quickly made a digital platform with some amazing resources that were just already out there. We started hosting like daily Zoom meetings so everybody would have a place to come and we did and we switched to be a completely digital platform and really leaned into our creative agency too, um, which we had merged from what Lauren was doing into Ford Female. And that's, we, it was like literally over a weekend of like, just on a Saturday, Sunday saying, we got to figure this out before every single person canceled their membership. Yeah. Um, and started offering that we lost some, but then we started gaining women, not just in Los Angeles from literally around the world, from Paris and Mexico and Canada and all across the United States that had been following what we were doing on social media, um, and saying, oh my gosh, now this is available for me too. And we started really leaning into helping people through this. I mean, massive, um, like, uh, point, pivotal point for not just us, but for businesses and people worldwide, we were all going through the same thing. We were able to all relate. And so, really really listening because we were meeting with them every single morning listening to their struggles their worries what they were going through and we really listened and we really started to merge the business to to meet those needs and educating ourselves on how we could really um provide a really good service and so it continues to evolve today but going back to our original mission from day one from lauren and i sitting at my dinner table um, saying, hey, let's be business partners and saying, hey, let's still bring people together. Let's inspire and empower women to go after the things that they want and to start and grow businesses. So um, the evolution is still happening. Um, we still see it, you know, in a lot of different ways. We have big, big visions for what Ford Female is um, and will be. But um, yeah, we take it, you know, day by day, but we definitely plan out
0: too. That's so great. And what I want people to know is you guys also practice what you preach your, you know, right hand, you know, operations gal is across the country. She's where Mm -hmm. I am. She's in Florida. And so even the way that you guys structure your business internally is also how you, you know, it starts from, it starts from within, it starts internally. And you guys have also, you know, mirrored what you do on an external level for your community for your internal community. Yeah.
2: I mean, like whenever the pandemic happened and Lauren and I were having personal conversations too, of saying, well, what is it that we individually want as people to Mm -hmm. everything is shifting and what is it that we see our lives? What do we want our lives to look like? Mm -hmm. And, and how do we make sure that we are practicing what we preach to of saying, we want you to live your best life, but like, you know, are we, because we had been so caught up in the business and what we realized with having the physical space of why we say it was a blessing too, because I mean, Lauren and I were there from like, we're Monday through Sunday. Cause we were having events on the weekend and we were open Monday through Friday and like eight to eight every day. Yeah. We were the cleaning crew. We were day. like the <laughs> coffee bakers. We were everything. Cause we couldn't, really afford to hire anybody. I mean, we weren't even paying ourselves. And so, you know, through that, we, we sat down and we said, how do we want this to work, right? If you want to travel and you want to do this. and so we want our team to be really happy because at that point we, we had to bring on team members to keep up with what we were doing. How do we make sure that we're, we're living the lives that we want to be living and that we're able to go on vacations or we're able to travel here. Or we're able to, you know, mm-hmm. take a day off um, whenever we need and how can we structure the business in that way too? Cause that's the only way it's going to, to work. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Being, being able to pause was like a huge moment for us and we love the, the phrase power in the pause and being able to really stop and reevaluate your own life and your own self of saying, okay, like, am I on track for like my own destination? Like, am I still getting to that point? And enjoying this journey or do we need to you know make another pivot and so for us it was really being able to get the business to a good place but then also really being like okay what do we really see for us personally what else do we want in our personal lives and trying to have that balance too because as an entrepreneur it's so easy to get sucked into just work 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 and i think with the member center we were almost working harder and not smarter to the point where we were working more and more and more but not necessarily growing our revenue as much as we could have been um, versus now to where we work a lot smarter and not as we still like, work but we work smarter in a more strategic way um, where it makes more sense and you know we see more of a payoff in it and then everybody's happier we're able to mm-hmm. you know grow our team quicker and grow quicker so
0: I feel like forward female is the physical manifestation of the quote if you build it they will come I and mean, you guys really like <laughs> I love that I think that's, what exactly, it? All. that's exactly what we were thinking <laughs> when we started I mean we really
2: didn't have anything we hadn't like we just had our little networks that like we had and what was in our brain and our willpower. And uh, I mean, that's, really
1: yeah. When
2: it came from such a pure place of
1: like, well, what did we need when we first started? Like mm-hmm. what were the pain points we went through and how can we help eliminate some of those for like people moving forward?
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, somehow It's already been an hour and I I cannot believe it all day. We could talk all day. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for doing what you do. You are truly making such a huge impact and I'm so forever inspired by you guys. just I respect so much your hustle, but also how you really listen to yourselves and to your audience and you figure out what is going to give you life and how you can support others. It's truly remarkable to, to be part of the community and to be your friend and also witness what goes on in and out of your, of your brand. So bravo to you guys. I'm curious, how can we support you and where can we find you? Oh, well, this is
2: our favorite thing to do.
0: You can find us
2: at forwardfemale.com and really just forwardfemale anyway yeah any social media platform
1: we're just forward female
2: yeah so if you are just looking for a community of awesome gals um and you can join us on instagram is easy easy but if you really want like accountability and support and um to make real connections with real human beings um Joining our accountability club, our membership is the best way to get started. Um, Marin, if somewhere you want to include a link to that, it's 30 days free to just like check it out, start meeting people, and make those connections like we've been talking about all throughout here. We do one on one strategic coaching, and then we have our creative agency, which we've talked about too, so we can bring all of your visions to life. But if you just send us a DM on
0: Instagram, we can start all of those amazing conversations. Well, I love you both so much. Thank you so much for Thank your time you. and your wisdom and just just being such inspirations to so many women across the globe. I love you both. Well, yeah. Yeah. You. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Holy smokes, folks, that was just the best. A special thank you to Lauren and Priscilla for coming on the show. Another thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and our producers at Island City Media. If you liked this episode, you can listen to it again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And please leave a review so we can continue bringing you the people and the content that you love. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at Marin Costello. And Marin Costello Radio on Instagram. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week.